this heaven? No. It's Iowa. Jesus, Ben, keep it down. Oh, please, dear. For your information, the Supreme Court has roundly rejected prior restraint. God damn am it, Am I ben. wrong, dude? Huh? Am that I wrong? First Amendment thing, Ben. God damn it. Am I wrong? Huh? Am I wrong, dude? No. No, Ben, you're just an asshole. Calmer you are. Fuck it, let's go bowling. We're talking the Big Lebowski on the Pot of Dreams. Wait, wait let, me, let me explain something to you. Um, I am not Mr. Lebowski. I'm the dude. You know, uh, that or uh, his dudeness or uh, duder or, uh, you know, El Duderino, if you're not into the whole brevity thing. Are you employed, Mr. Lebowski? Ah! Employed? You like sex, Mr. Lebowski. Is this your only ID? You got the wrong guy. I'm the dude. Your name's Lebowski, Lebowski. Jeff Lebowski, the other Lebowski, the millionaire. I received this ransom note this morning. This is the bummer, man. They want you to take the money and act his courier. What do you mean, man? What the hell is this? My dirty undies, dude. The whites. Let's take that hell. Why should we settle for 20 grand when we can keep the entire million? I know you're mixed up in all this. Playing one side against the other in bed with everybody. Blow them. Huh? Fabulous stuff. What? Who's sitting on a million dollars? We want some money. Ah! Sitting in the trunk of our car. Where is my damn money? Say, dude, where is your car? Who's got your undies, Walter? This is a very complicated case, Maude. You know, a lot of ins, a lot of outs. Is this your homework, Larry? And I would like my undies back. A lot of uh, strands to keep in my head, man. Whoa! Hey, careful, man. There's a beverage here, huh? I like your style, dude. I have no choice but to tell these bums to do whatever is necessary to recover their money from you. They were Nazis, dude? They were nihilists, man. They kept saying they believed in nothing. You figured, oh, here's a loser, you know, uh, a deadbeat. Well, aren't you? Well, yeah. You cannot drag this negative energy into the tournament. Jeffrey. On. Love me. Uh, that's my robe. I'm throwing rocks tonight. It don't matter to Jesus. <laughs> this could be a, a, a lot more uh, 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 complex. I mean, it's not just, it might not be just such a simple, uh, you know? All right, everyone. Thank you for joining the Pod of Dreams. This is Ben and Eric. If you listen, we will pod. This week, we are talking The Big Lebowski, the Coen Brothers film. It is my number four all-time favorite movie. Uh, if you've been listening to our prior episodes, we are breaking down. We're going one by one, our top five favorite movies of all time. Uh, number five for me was Heat. This is number four. Ben, your uh, number five movie was Star Trek Six, The Undiscovered Country, correct? Oh, you remembered. Very good. Yep. I'm impressed. Yep. Uh, and so you'll reveal what your number four was. But I picked this movie because... It's it, it's I just love everything about it. I, I I cannot think of a more likable movie in such a weird way. 
Uh, every scene is hilarious. It's one of the funniest movies I've ever seen. Um, but there's also something so touching about all of the characters. There's something so real about them that every time I watch it, it, I just reconnect with it in a, like a really profound way. I think Walter's the part of the movie that on like rewatches is the hardest thing for me. Cause he's so, he's so frustrating, you know, throughout the film, but there also is something that it's like, he, he, he fits that role mm-hmm. so perfectly and he feels like part of their group. I just, you couldn't imagine it without him, but he's, he's the one part of the movie. He's like, Oh man, he just, he's so crazy. I mean, pull, pulling the gun on, on Smokey. Like it's just, it's just too much at some point, but at, anyways, so, okay. Well, can I just say that's not true? Um, he, he's perfect. I mean, I, we talk a lot about a, a lot of movies at this point. Um, I, I, I gotta say, I don't. This might sound like a hot take. I don't think it is. I don't know that there's a more perfectly cast movie than Big Lebowski, and we've seen well, some really well cast movies. Cast. So the one thing that jumped out to me this time isn't just the main cast; it's all of the Everybody, people. It's no, I mean literally every fill, person. Yeah. The, the cast, thing, the no matter thing how small the Coen brothers do so incredible is is all of the bit characters the people that fill in sort of the the scenery they seem like such real people like they're 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 it doesn't feel like they got them out of like central casting or something like it's just like some person that wants to be an actor they like 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 the the landlord guy that does the dance scene such a he's got like a weird body and a weird face there's like something so off about him but there's something kind of likable about that guy no it's and, literally every single person yeah. down to every extra it's perfect. No, it's not just the main guy. I mean, literally, there's not a single person that doesn't feel essential and crucial to their little role and performance, no matter how small or big it is. I, I, no, there's not a single one that's offbeat or off note. It's perfect all throughout it. Um, I mean, there's this like effervescence to this movie. It's like, it's, I mean, it's light, but it's also heartwarming and it's super entertaining. And, and, it manages to do a couple of absurd things in the middle of the movie, and it doesn't cause the movie to stop in its tracks. I'm thinking of the dream sequences, right? We get two of them. I, I did want to talk about the montages and the dream, like and what they, you actually think about them. Those could, I, I love them, and they really could bring it to a screeching halt. It's absurd and weird, but I feel like it's seamless and great and and wonderful. Um, I, I like each each one. Um, it, I, I, I think Jeff Bridges like doesn't get enough credit for this movie i think it was always oh, just a dude but like oh, no, especially in the mont those mont- montage dream sequences he has this sort of look on his face like what the fuck am i doing but he's still doing it, it and there, there's he just he really grounds it in a way that i think is just awesome and and it does it does kind of fill into the story too it it feeds the story in a way and where the dude's head is and you know kind of what he's thinking so you kind of jump inside his mind for a bit um, but yeah, I mean, th- those are, those, I did want to talk about whether or not you appreciate those. those. You like, do you like those the least or those your least favorite parts here? Uh, no, no, I, I, I've kind of gone around, round and round about it. I think where I'm at now is I, I enjoy the attempt, the art, artistry of it, like the way it looks too, like how they pulled off the ball spinning or that you like see the camera and the balls kind of going, it's speeding up faster and faster and faster. It's some incredible like direction too. No, his, his acting in the scene is great when he's just like the, got the, the outfit from the porno on, like he's the the gonna fix the cable, yeah. and that's the way he he dances walks. down the steps it's too. It's so absurd. Yeah. And then he's like floating and he's face down, going underneath the women's skirts, yeah. and he looks up. He's like, and he's like, just the looks perfect. And then as he kind of fades away, he's I mean, he's a little less happy, but still pretty happy. I mean, it's 
it's perfect. And then it cuts to him like running down the highway. Sheer terror. Yeah. And then it's like, it's like the bad part of the trip where he's starting to lose his mind, you know? Uh, no, it's, this is perfect. I mean, I, Walter is great. I like him more and more uh, every time. I, don't, I mean, I don't like him as a person. I wouldn't want to be friends with Walter. I wouldn't want him in my life. But as a movie character, he's great because he is an idiot. And he doesn't know it. He thinks he's smart. He thinks he's got something figured out, but he's well, completely but wrong. The, the other part about All it is time. like when they, the first scene where they, they go to the bowling alley and the dude is like getting frustrated with Walter. He's explaining to him what what's happening. Walter jumps. It's not about Vietnam, man. But then Walter comes up with a scheme that she kidnapped herself, and he's like, "Hey, man, that's kind of interesting. Like, hey, I like that." I, I, he kind of starts to think, "Well, maybe Walter's onto something here," you know. And and ultimately, he he did kind of uncover the fact that this was not she didn't she didn't kidnap herself. It was a whole scheme by the the big Lebowski. No, he's but, right about some stuff. Like, yeah. I can get you a toe. Yeah, I'll get you yeah. a toe. Yeah. I can get you a toe. I like, agree. She didn't cut off her toe. Yeah, of course she didn't. That's not her toe. Like, and it wasn't. You know, he was he was definitely right about some things. But, but he's also it, really wrong about other things. Really wrong. Uh, well, yeah, the, the whole smashing the guy's car. And, and the the one thing that I have, I've always thought about when I've watched this movie is like, why would those guys be friends? Like, why would the dude ever hang out with Walter? And I've kind of come to the conclusion is like the dude just he just wants to go bowling. That's all he cares about. And he's just some guy that they become friends over time bowling. And he just he just wants to bowl with him. He doesn't really like him. He kind of drives him crazy. Well, I think they like each other. They drive each other crazy, but they, they like each other. It's an unlikely friendship based around bowling. Um, but I mean, I think they vibe together. I don't know. I mean, I, I get the feeling that they have an actual emotional connection. I mean, Walter does a lot. And they rely on each other a lot. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's what's simple about the dude is he just wants to sip white Russians and bowl and listen to CCR and smoke weed. I mean, he's looking for a very simple life. Very simple. And like having him, because you mentioned it was like a based on a Ray, Raymond Chandler story, which yeah, I'd never even yeah. heard of or loosely. But like it clicked more this time around. Like, oh, He's like a he's not really a private detective, but he's kind of filling the role like as an idiot bumbling through. He's like well, a the, bumbling idiot. The, the one guy the who is the private detective that's hired by the the farmers in Moorhead uh, to find their daughter. Like he's like, hey, we're oh. a couple of private dicks. He's like, what are you talking about? It's, I'm not. I'm not. I love that you're I, playing both sides against you. Like I'm not doing anything. I'm he's not doing reactive. anything. I just got a beverage here, man. Like what? I just love and, that he's. But he just sort of finds his way. His, yeah. Yeah, and he, he's very reactive with his speech too. He's constantly stealing oh, other people's words. Dude, I wanted to. T- this is this is one thing I absolutely wanted to talk about because I had never, I had never really noticed that almost every one of his lines, he's repeating something else somebody else says. Yeah, he gets to caught him. in the end eventually by Sam Elliott, but he does it a ton. It happens all the time. Well, in the, the start of, the movie, of her time, man. Right. He stole it. To, like, the start of the movie, the, this aggression will not stand. That he sees George Bush saying that on the TV, and then. That he repeats that back to him. The dude abides. The whole it shall not abide is what the big Lebowski says to him. And then he repeats that back to him. Yeah. Yeah, every one of those lines. I, I'd never caught that before. He's just repeating that stuff back. This is my special lady friend is what the guy calls her is his lady friend. And like, then he said, yeah, it's, he's, it's, it's so hilarious. Um, he, he's just very, very passive. Um, but he's earnest. I don't know. He does what he says he's going to do. I mean, he goes to the guy's dance recital. He says he's going to be there, and he's there. It's it's perfect. And it'd be, it's a setting for another conversation, but he's just, like, living his life. Uh, he's one of the most likable characters that I, I, I can't, can't can't think of a leading person where he's not, like, 
he's not like the nicest guy in the world. Like he he fucks people over, right? Like he's selfish and kind of lazy. He's he's not paying his rent. You know what I mean? Like the guy just wanted him to come pay his bill. Oh yeah, I'll I'll get you the rent. And he probably didn't, you know, at any point. But like, yeah, yeah, he just he's just looking out for himself for a lot of the movie. But he is such a like likable person. I can't I can't really articulate why that is. Like what what it is about him. I think maybe it's just his intentions, his desires. He just like you said. Once in his bath, listen to whale sounds and get stoned, and make you know make sure nobody pisses on his rug. You know, like that's that's what it ultimately came down and to. And he never like people would freak out. He just never freaks out that people are in his apartment. I mean, it's just like if strangers were in my house, yeah. I'd Surpri- be it's a private residence, man. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't be like cool or chill about it. I'd be like, what what the fuck are you doing here? I mean, I'd be high strung about it, but yeah. he's just like private, like. He just assumes it's a mistake. Dunking his head in the, in the I don't know. Let I, me go back down there. I, I think it yet. might be down there. Let me have another look. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh huh. Just... He trips over his own. I mean, he he makes the board and he's putting nails in it to try yeah. to stop people. Finally, he's had enough after like three people. Bust I think in. it's just. I think and he trips over it eventually. He's such a lovable fuck up. You know what I, I think? Yeah, he's that's just a part lovable of it too. dope. Yeah. Yeah. He's simple. Lovable. Who screws up, makes mistakes, but he's just writes a check he, for sixty nine cents. Yeah, <laughs> at the grocery store for milk. <laughs> for milk that he's already work. drank, and he's you know he's in his bathrobe just yeah. walking around. Yeah, I think I think that's what it is. Is he's just he's out there taking her easy mm. for the rest of us, right? Like that's yeah. That, and the I, plot just happens to him. It has you yeah. know he he like goes to see the other guy because it's Walters. Idea, so he sees the big Lebowski, um, and that just sets in motion all these crazy events, and yeah, it's it's. But yeah, the other thing for me, like having rewatched this movie a lot, and a lot of times maybe not finished it, um, because I was maybe too inebriated. Well, this is one I've only probably seen beginning to end. Like this is probably the third time I've seen it beginning to end. Yeah, but I've start. We've done the thing where we started after a boozy night. Or I've seen it flipping through channels yeah. back in the cable yeah. days. Or oh, Big Lebowski's on. I guess I'm gonna watch but this. But remembering the the twist that the Big Lebowski's the one that you know stole the money from the foundation, and he's sure. ultimately the one behind it all. Like that is like it's like always a revelation to me. I'm like, oh right, that's that's what the plot of this movie is. And it I mean it doesn't matter, right? Like it do, really has no difference. I mean I do love the sort of noirish elements of it, where he's got the porn king. You know what I mean? He's he's going. But he's, yeah, he doesn't do anything. He I mean, gets he drugged really... like in North by Northwest, right? There's a bit of that, and <laughs> he wakes up at the police station. Like, there's there's a lot of those elements that I think add to the movie a lot, but centered around this just complete bumbling idiot who's you know doesn't like the Eagles for some reason, some crazy. Well, reason. I have to say I did like the Spanish language version of Hotel well, It's so, better. Sorry, Eric, it's better. Give me that version. Insane to think that, but. That is another thing, again, about the callbacks. Like, we hear that he doesn't like the Eagles when he's in the cab, right? The cab driver picks him up, and he's listening to, like, uh, Easy Feeling or whatever. Peaceful Easy Feeling. Peaceful yeah. Easy And he's like, I don't like the Eagles, man. But that's after the scene with, with, with Jesus where he's listening to Hotel California. Is that why he doesn't like the Eagles? Like, because it, he associates that with his previous in, encounter with the Jesus? Or... Is he just he just doesn't like the Eagles? He just thinks I, they suck. That can't be right. There's no way he just thinks they suck. That can't. No chance. There's absolutely chance that, that he thinks they suck, but I don't know. Uh, 
It can be whatever you want. He can he can like the Eagles, but then the Jesus character ruins it for him. I don't know. Um, I mean, no, every, every, everything's perfect in this movie. And it does, I mean, it even handles the sad, I mean, it's not a big jarring tonal shift. It's a little bit when Donnie dies towards the very end. And even then, it seems to like, it makes it all work. It's all like, all for a joke, really. In the end, it's just for the spreading ashes scene. It's like, but it's kind of sweet and kind of stupid. And then you put him in a Folger scan, and yeah, it's it's wild. Um, yeah, no, Donnie's I mean, Donnie's the character that I, it, I, having having characters like that in their movies that are like kind of simple. There, there's not a whole lot to them. You know, you've known people in your life who are like, there's like nothing to this person. You know what I mean? Like, but there's not a lot of movie characters like Donnie where you're just like, he's out of his element. He doesn't know what he's talking about. He's, what does Walter say? He's like a kid at a movie theater asking what's happening in the movie all the time. Like in the middle of the plot. Yeah. Yeah. Like that, that again, it's such a unique film character that, and Steve Buscemi is like an awesome actor and he's just in there to be like, why do you need your Johnson? Like, what are you talking about, dude? Uh, Uh, Well, and I noticed, so, we, <laughs> I'm a walrus. We, whenever, right. Whenever we cut to the bowling alley, is it always Donnie that's bowling first? Well, that was another, we never actually see the dude roll a ball. I don't think he bowls once. We don't see in, Walter either, right? I don't think so. Yeah, it's I think Donnie, Donnie, right? Donnie's the only one. He's we, like, throw it rocks tonight. Yeah. But the first time he doesn't make his shot is right before he dies. We see him. hits all the pins except for one. It wobbles and it stays. And then he just has this like look of consternation on his face. Yeah. Um, which I suppose is foreshadowing or, or whatever. Um, no, it's always Donnie that we see bowling, and then nobody seems to care that he's bowling well. They just ignore him and talk about the stuff that's going on. And but yeah, well, the, way, the also the music in this movie is so unbelievably awesome. I mean, the Bob Dylan oh, yeah. song, the Dead oh, Flowers, like it's just it's incredible the way yeah. those songs hit and the 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 um. What condition my conditions in that oh. that whole montage? That makes the, right. It would have been amazing, amazing use of music in this movie. One of the best, I think, one of the all times. Uh, I did it. You're talking about music and, and Eagles. I was wondering, like, did they, so? Did they pay royalties to have Eagle songs just to have their main character say he hates the Eagles? Like that's such a funny idea. It's like maybe the Eagles only care about money. They're like, hey, you pay us money, we don't care. Right, because presumably they have to okay the use of their song. <laughs> it's like, yeah, we'd like to use your song. Yeah, the studio will pay for it. Well, that's like, assuming the Eagles own it. I mean, it's yeah, it could be some studio true. head who's like, I don't make fun of them. But just, we're gonna have our character say he hates clears. the fucking Eagles. Yeah, sure. Check clears, make fun of the Eagles. We don't care. Um, I no, I, there's not a, a frame out of place. There's not an actor out of place. No matter how few scenes so, or many, I was just like, it's it's incredible. I don't know. This don't wasn't anything. this wasn't in your top five. No, or, or it is not. Not not at all. Did it even make the consideration for you? No, um, Eric, you and I are different dudes. Um, the things we I, I love that movies like this, but if you're talking about movies that are my all time favorites, movies that are my absolute favorite of all time, they're movies that I have to stick in my craw mentally and shift things around and cause things to unfurl or cause my brain to go off in some crazy direction. Um, those are the kind of movies that are going to be in my all time favorite list. I think yours are different. This, this movie didn't get consideration, um, but I love it. I mean, it's a five out of five, not to, not to spoil it or anything, but it's a, it's a perfect movie. This movie doesn't have this any This is flaws. the first one. I think where both of us would have, will have five stars. 
I don't think that's happened yet. Um, okay. Uh, oh, maybe uh, maybe the other Coen Brothers the, movie, No No Country for Old Men. I mean, Jaws was a five out of five okay. for me. All right, so um, we have done that before. Maybe Memento, and there's probably others, and some were close, like The Player. I don't know if I did five out of five with The Player, but I we didn't. Both, no, we were the same. I yeah, I think I don't know, we're close. So you were very high on The Player. Anyway, it doesn't matter. It's happened uh, probably maybe one or two other times too, but it's a perfect movie. But this movie is is wonderful. It's incredible escapism. It it, it makes me happy. These are all valuable things, and I love movies like this, but a movie like this is probably not going to ever be in my top five of all time. Okay. Um, but there's one that's maybe a sort of exception to that, but we'll get there at another time. Um, the other thing, so Philip Seymour Hoffman was also some something I wanted to spend some perfect. time talking. He's perfect. Absolutely incredible. That that is he maybe the greatest actor that like was never a like a star you know what i mean never like a huge because did he i mean he starred in a few movies like where yeah, he, he started in capote and that's where he won the best that's true. oscar yeah he's a star in the master role i mean he was like a co- co-lead with but the, 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 Phoenix, the character but... in the master and then brant and big lebowski like you could not have two more no, he, different yeah people. Phil Robbins done comedies he's done serious he's movies. like a, he's, he's a sycophant like personal assistant in this movie and in the master he's like some mass the mastermind behind some cult following he's l ron hubbard basically it's absolutely incredible that that guy can do those just two characters he's so perfect because there's the scene in the limo the dude's there they're like you didn't deal the you didn't give her the money yeah she's gonna die because of you and the big the big lebowski calls him calls the dude mr lebowski but brant respects the dude's wishes and calls yeah. him the dude yeah like, yes dude we, we we're disappointed well, and, and he's still giving him the benefit of the doubt like right he's still he's not he's not angry yet because he wants to know what happened to the money like he's still get like giving him the benefit that you know he didn't lose it or steal it or whatever like he, he's and he's so polite and he's sitting there like i said still respecting his wishes and he wants to be called the dude yeah incredible know, stuff it is uh, all these little touches, just every facial expression he makes, the look, uh, the embarrassed look when Bunny's like, "I'll suck your cock for a thousand bucks," and he's like, "Oh, we like to just have fun, don't we?" And just, just the insane looks on his face, and just even the voice message. Uh, we're calling. You're probably concerned about the rug. We promise you that that's not an issue. We just want to talk to you. Like this is great, just just fantastic stuff. No, I mean all around. I, the the big old Lebowski, he's perfect. He's he's just this perfect old, you know, greatest generation guy screeching around. Uh, it's all perfect. Uh, yeah, freaking, you know, I, Julianne I think Moore is great. Julianne Moore is amazing. She's amazing in this movie. I like, and she she goes full nude for like one scene. Like, she just goes for it. Like, I'm this weird art lady who flies in flinging fate, and then she's naked in this. I mean, it's just great. I, it's, the, uh, Rupus, the guy who plays like he, he's in a bunch of stuff. I can't think of the guy's name, but her friend um, that like just giggles. Oh uh, yeah, uh, yeah. He he's been in a but he was in the Fargo show. He was I think he was a bad guy in Wonder Woman, if I remember correctly. Oh uh, yeah, he Earth's is. Wonder yeah, Woman. He's in a bunch of stuff. He's in the yeah. Harry Potter movies. He's in a bunch yeah. of stuff, but he's perfect for his one scene. Yeah. Like just <laughs> Hello, dude is like, who the fuck is this guy? And he's laughing about all those giggles. Who the fuck are you? Giggle. Yeah. Uh, that yeah, that is one of my favorite scenes. Uh, where he sits down and would you like a drink? Yeah, the bar's over there. He's like, God damn it, he has to get back up and make some right, drink. I, right. Yeah. Yep. 
I mean, just that one scene, fantastic. He kills it, just that one but sequence. You talked about, like, this movie doesn't, I don't know if, if you phrase it that way, but doesn't make you think or have you get your head spinning in the way that, like, some other of your favorite movies do. Right. I, sure. I really liked the, I think really the most interesting ideas are between the Big Lebowski and, and the dude. Like, the way that they're interacting, this sort of comparison on their lifestyles, you know, because the dude comes from basically the Vietnam era of, you know, Walter served in Vietnam. He, he's that generation and Big Lebowski's the World War II generation. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's... And like that, that kind of cultural difference between the hippies and, you know, the people that came home from war and started businesses. Well, do you think you know? that guy uh, listened or read Hunter S. Thompson? He's like, about, you guys lost. The hippies lost. Sorry, you bum. It's in that same way, yeah. It, it, in that same vein, I, that which I find interesting is that perspective on like, you know, the bums lost, get a job, do what your parents did, and get a job. Like, but the dude doesn't want to, right? He he wants to live this lifestyle that he likes. He doesn't care about wealth and success and becoming some business owner, and which which ends up being a fake facade, anyways, right? Because the big Lebowski doesn't actually have any money. He's all inherited it from his is Julianne Moore's mom and is stealing from his foundation, which, you know, I think is like parallels to our current society. You know, I think, I think generationally there's a lot of people in our generation that maybe don't want to, don't have the ambition to be, you know, leaders of industry in the way that, you know, some other generations have. And that's, I, I I don't know. I, I just, I find that, I think that's why I like the dude so much as he represents sort of that idea of like, I just want to enjoy my life, right? I just want to bowl. I just want to roll. I want to smoke a joint. Want to drink a white Russian, and and that's it. Like those are my ambitions in my life, and like that should be okay, right? Like there should, there's nothing wrong. He's not hurting anybody, you know what I mean? But to somebody like the Big Lebowski, he's 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 vile. He's the scum of the earth, you know what I mean? Not even worth his time, except for to get him caught up in this criminal scheme. Oh, yeah. I, I, I just I find that interesting. I, I, oh. it, I think that's a uh, interesting idea fit into this kind of comedy. It works for the comedy. I, it didn't doesn't make me think really about you know achievement versus not achieving or trying to have lofty goals. I, but I mean every every interaction is so well written. It's just so perfectly crafted. I, when he when the dude is at Big Lebowski's and he's seeing all the plaques and everything else, and it's like those are Mr. Lebowski's children. And he's like. So uh, racially, then he's he's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. that's like that's just the perfect cadence for that character. That's exactly yeah. how he'd ask if those kid those were his actual bylaw. Like that's exactly how we'd phrase it. It's like perfect. It's exactly how that character would ask that question. It's just it's magical. He does go a little racist on the uh, uh, the Asian person that he the way he describes him. Yeah, I know that's for a joke because then. Uh, Donnie said that's not the proper nomenclature when you're referring to an Asian American, right? There's that whole interaction. So it is like, oh, the dude, but the dude's he's also that generation, he, right? He's from well, the. He's, not. he's trying to be different because the Big Lebowski uses the word Chinaman to refer to a Korean who's literally not a Chinaman. It's different countries. Right. Um, but Lebowski says that when they're at the he, bowling alley. Yeah, he says it before. I mean, my point is the dude says it before. And then gets corrected by Walters, like, that's not the correct right. nomenclature. No, dude. no, I guess my point is that the dude would say that 
that in that sort of you know that's a racist way to refer to an asian person as a chinaman like but he's at least thinking about it and it's correct and he's like okay and he, he tries to correct it i don't know and then the greatest generation person uses that term later on i don't know i thought there was something there with the comparison to big lebowski doing it nonchalantly in, in a way that's objectively false but yeah, i mean maybe i don't know maybe nothing eric you look skeptical well, yeah, it, it just it, it made me think like, oh, why would why would the dude say maybe he just didn't know better? He didn't, you know, obviously that was it's a different generation of people that they sure. weren't as keen to to cultural identity in the way that we are in our generation. But anyways, um, I don't know. It's perfect. I mean, when they're getting ready to do the drop off and Walter lists his plan, which is insane. And then they're like, you got to throw the money out over the bridge. You're like, no, that won't work. That's the. That, that fucks up our plan because <laughs> I have to throw the money out. I need to meet these people to beat them out. <laughs> I've got to, I'm going to beat out the location of the girl from one of these guys. And he jumps out the car. It's no time, dude. <laughs> yeah. And then they drive away. And then he's just like, yeah, fuck it. Let's go bowling. As he like limps away. Yeah. I, I, this is, this is not about the movie per se, but you know, I don't know if this is still a thing on cable, but you know, I don't know whose job it is to write these. But when stuff gets edited for TV, oh, yeah. they have to do swearing. Like, they can't do swearing, right? And the funniest correction I've ever heard occurred in The Big Lebowski. Yeah. So there's the scene where they confront the high schooler that steals the dude's car. And he, he's busting up the, the uh, really good car, whatever it is. I don't know what kind of car it is. And he's, this is what happens when you fuck a stranger in the ass. Well, in the edited TV version, this is what happens when you meet a stranger in the Alps. And it's one of the dumbest things I've ever heard. It makes no sense, but it was so weird and funny. Like, what? Meet a stranger in the Alps? Like, who had the job of rewriting swears to make them fit in the TV version? Someone that smokes a lot of pot, I would assume, and thought that would be really funny. Meet a stranger in the Alps. Okay. Anyway, it's one of the funniest I've ever seen. It's not directly about the movie, but it's my, my favorite correction that I've ever heard. Um, but I I have nothing to say other than this movie's great. I don't, you know, it's just incredible. Yeah, I I, I love the highly recommended if you haven't seen The Big Lebowski. You probably uh, have. You know, I I think we talked about this when we did uh, No Country. But if you were gonna rank Coen Brother films. Where would you put this? Well, so it's somewhere in the top five, and it depends on when I, I just watched this most recently, so I, I feel like it's number one, but it would shift. My top five would be something like Fargo, No Country for Old Men, in no particular order, um, Big Lebowski, A Serious Man, and then I don't know what would five be. Um, after that, there might be there might be some wiggle room. I, I love Miller's Crossing. Um, I've not seen Hudsucker Proxy. I love uh, Barton Fink. Um, I love Inside Lou and Davis. Well, I mean, what are you, is this number one for you, I guess? No, I, I think, I mean, it, it's so hard. For me, it's no country in this or like 1A, 1B. It would be so hard for me to separate the two of them and like pick one. It's crazy. They're such different movies, too. Yeah. That's what's crazy. I mean, I there's there's a couple of like jokey kind of moments in No Country for Old Men where you kind of laugh just for like some levity, but this is like just an out and out comedy. There's like physical beats that work. Like he tries to get rid of the, the joint 
and flips yeah. it and it bounces and gets under his you know. I just love and, he's listening to a CCR and he's slamming the top of his the hood of his car and just he's just jamming. He just got his car back. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like things are. And he notices he's being followed and things are like, going all right for the dude. You know. Uh, but yeah, and then then he crashes it. But yeah, I mean that, that's that's a bit of a just sort every of little bit, every little thing comedy. is perfect. Like when he's at Jackie Treehorn, the porn guy's house, and he takes a call and he writes down and he yeah. goes over and he's like, "I'm gonna figure it out." And it's just a drawing of a guy with the boner. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, it, I mean, it doesn't go anywhere. It's just absurd and weird. And he keeps it with him, and it's just great. I mean, it's just well, the whole Jackie Treehorn thing is like. So it's total non-connected to anything that happens in the movie at all. Like he just gets caught up in that. It really didn't relate to the main plot in any way. You guys like, where's Bunny the money? Was, yeah. Oh, Bunny high was, has it. It's by the get <laughs> it out burger. Yeah. Are you kidding me? You must be joking. No, he's got so many great lines. Oh, well, how do you, where does this movie go? Does the, uh, Oh, he fixes the cable when she asks him about the porn. How does it end? Does she fix the cable? Ah, just, yeah, just great. What a ridiculous plot. <laughs> there's all, and there's some things I never got before, like the the fact that the, the nihilists were basically a clones of a craft work. Like, oh, I didn't ever get that reference, but they were basically they did an album as craft work. Basically, it was like uh, fantastic. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, uh, oh brother, oh brother, we're out. That would be up there for me. I, I love it. Yeah, I don't know if the top five, but I love it. Yeah, great filmmakers, but this is definitely one or one or two for me. Sure, it could be their, for their sure. Film. I mean, I, I, mean, I love Fargo. I love Fargo too. Fargo is it's just not as fun as as this movie for me. Oh, and I, no, no country is not not necessarily fun. I mean, it's exciting. I enjoy watching it. Um, Fargo to me is kind of a downer. That movie kind of bums me out a little bit. But. Oh, see, Fargo to me is kind of a hybrid of. If it's not literally hybrid, but it's. It toes the line between like the comedy of Big Lebowski and like serious thriller elements uh, from like No Country for Old Men. No Country runs way serious, but it like it gets that balance perfect. I think part of it for me like is the winter of it all. Like you know, I'm from Minnesota. We spend oh, most of our time in winter, and it's kind of winter's kind of a bummer, you know. It's and that movie, that movie is like winter in a movie. If if you had to like, oh, it's a, perfect. Pick the I, perfect representation of winter. That that is that fucking movie. That's another one to get every character correct. Like even the guy at the hotel and like guy is a jerk. Well, you don't say a jerk. I mean, it's just like perfect. It's just perfect. I yeah. love Fargo so much, and I probably like a serious man way more than you do, but. Um, there's also a reason why I like a serious man. It's just, I think that's an incredible. But they movie as well. they really are great at filling in the canvas of a movie with like weird looking people, like even like Smokey in this movie, like that guy, like Market Eight, dude. Like, who is that guy? Where did they find that person? You yeah, know, and the and the guy that's Jesus's teammate, like yeah, his that little, mate. the little stubby guy with the short haircut. Yeah, like where did they find these people? Like even when the movie starts and there's that sequence where everybody's bowling at the same time, it's so cool, and then the balls fly through. But like all of those people bowling, like wh- like did they just film at a bowling alley and like, hey, you want to be in the movie? And people sign waivers and they just decide like so it it just it they're so perfect at filling in those different people, different like body shapes and weird faces and like all sorts of stuff that you don't normally see in big time movies like that. You don't really see anymore. Like now, you turn on like a Netflix movie. Everybody fucking looks the same. They all have like the same clothes and same haircut, and it's just like 
they're just filling in with some extras. There, there's n- nothing interesting about it, you know? No, it's a, and this is not a movie filled with a ton of, like, hot, sexy people like a lot of movies are. Like, we're just going to find beautiful versions yeah. of every character. This is what not is, the case. What is Jeff... Is Jeff Bridges 50 in this movie? Like, he's not, like, a young... There's, is there he's in even, his mid-40s. He's, like, 46, he? okay. I'd guess. I mean, All right. maybe, he's, maybe he's 48. He could be 50. He could. I would guess late 40s. But other than, like, Tara Reid, you know, there's, like... She's obviously the youngest person in the whole movie. Uh, you know, yeah, but like John Goodman's John Goodman. He, yeah. he's not like a, he's always he's been old. <laughs> yeah. You know, he's looked the same for like forty years. <laughs> yeah. um, one of those guys. Bashami, you know, yeah. I mean, they're all. Bill Seymour Hoffman looks old. Um, yeah. And none of these are like classic Brad Pitt handsome. No. Dudes, none of them. And Julianne Moore isn't like. I mean, she's gorgeous, but she's also not like a hottie. You know, she's perfect as this artsy rich lady i don't know it's great special Um, lady friend yeah yeah special lady friend sex do you like it coitus Coitus. the act of love yes do you like it oh you mean coitus knowing that there's a a little dude out there somewhere and then yeah they get sam elliott to be the narrator yes it's so great sioux city sarsaparilla you got any more that good sarsaparilla uh, Sioux City Sarsaparilla is fucking awesome. You can get them at Hy-Vee. Shouts to Hy-Vee. I, we, we're waiting on our sponsor, but Sioux City oh, hey. Sarsaparilla is... It, so right. so he wasn't lying when he said that was a good one. That was a good it's sarsaparilla. A, it's a good sarsaparilla. I have not had a sarsaparilla in a long time. What no. flavor is sarsaparilla? Is it's, it like, just... it's like a root beer. It tastes like a root beer. Okay. Next right. time you're at Hy-Vee, go to the, the soda section and get down on your knees because it's on the bottom row. And look for a Sioux City sarsaparilla. It comes in a four-pack. It's got a little cowboy on the box. They're, it's incredible. I think I had, last had a sarsaparilla at, like, Living History Farms or something, which is this, like, place where you can live how they did in the frontier days. And I think, like, oh, yeah? they'd sell sarsaparilla because um, yeah. that was a special beverage they would have had in, like, the late 1800s or something. I don't know. Okay. I might have to get a sarsaparilla. Yeah, I'm glad that Sam Ellis wasn't lying. Have you had a bad sarsaparilla? Is the have you had one that are like this sucks? I don't think so. Um, okay. But that's definitely a good one. Definitely recommend okay. the Sioux City. All right. Um, should we do our five degrees of? Let's do it. Are you, who do you want? You want me to go first? If you got it up, otherwise I I can. You go I'm ready first. Go. I'm just I'm yes fine. I kind of so, have it up. But. Yep. So I I started with our guy Philip Seymour Hoffman. Just amazing in this movie. He's an amazing actor. Like really one of the best. So sad that he he's no longer with us. Um, he's in a movie called Hard Eight. Hard Eight old timer. Um, uh, Paul Thomas Anderson's first movie. I I love that movie. It's it would be in my top five PTA movies. I know you probably would disagree, but I... Well, Heart Eight's great. I, th- it's, it it wouldn't be in my top five. I, I love Heart Eight, but no, it wouldn't be in my top five. But that's not really a slight on Heart Eight. That's just there's other PK movies I love more. And Talk Heart about an incredible cast. That cast and, that, and that's that's his first movie that he directed. Anyway. Incredible. And it's Samuel Jackson in it. And Samuel Jackson's amazing in that. He's in a movie called Rules of Engagement. Uh, it's a comedy? It's a... No, a freaking movie. Oh. Um, it's like a... A military movie where a guy gets killed I think for, or, or there's like a trial for people getting shot or something like that I don't know um, but Tommy Lee Jones is in that actually that has a cool cast too it's Samuel Jackson, Tommy Lee Jones Ben Kingsley, Guy Pierce, Bill Baker Hall is actually in that too he was in Heart 8 anyways uh, I, I kind of remember that movie 
Um, but Tommy Lee Jones, as I mentioned, is in that he's in a movie called Criminal. Uh, I have not seen this movie. It's got a crazy cast. Has uh, Gary Oldman, Gal Gadot, Ryan Reynolds, and Kevin Costner, who's in also in Field of Dreams. Okay, that's what it was. I don't. I don't know. Okay. Like got a computer. All right, so here we go. So I went with uh, so David Huddleston is the guy that plays Big Lebowski. I wanted to try a weird little side character. Um, he is in a movie called Life with Mikey. Is he also an old brother? I think he is. Isn't he like the senator guy that's running for office? Oh, he is. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. He's the one who's like, we got to get him. Yeah, and yeah. Coen Brothers tend to use a lot of the same people over and yeah. over again when they can too. Um, he is in that, but uh, yeah, I went with him. Like everybody, I loved his performance, but I I went with Life with Mikey. Have you ever seen this movie? Do you know what I'm talking about? Describe it. Yeah. Michael J. Fox movie. He plays mm. a former child star who's become an agent, and he gets his pocket picked by no. a little girl or like a 12 year old. I don't know how much she is, and he ends up trying to make her a star. Movie I saw a couple times as a kid. I liked it. I thought it was cute, but I don't remember it all that well. Um. But then um, Nathan Lane is in that movie. I think he works for the ad agency, and Nathan Lane has a small role in Adam's Family Values, which is uh, he's like just like a cop or something. Which is the sequel to the Adam's Family movie, which I hardly remember. Have you ever seen either one of those? I don't think so. Yeah, they. I don't I, think so. I, I remember liking them a lot, but I really have not revisited them in a long time. But Joan Cusack is in that movie. Um, and then she is so also Christopher in... Lloyd. Doesn't he play Uncle Fester or something like that? Isn't that Christopher he does. Lloyd? Yeah, he plays, and Raul Julia plays yeah. the lead. And then Angelica Houston, I think, is was it Morticia Adams. Yeah. Uh, you get Christina Ricci as Wednesday. I don't remember who played the, the kid uh, and all the other side characters. But Joan Cusack is in that movie. And then she is also in a movie called Karina Karina. Um, with Whoopi Goldberg and in particular Ray Liotta, who is in Field of Dreams. Okay. So there we go. Um, so are, are we ready? You want to try to figure out my... Yeah, let's close close the book on The Big Lebowski and uh, let's move on to what your number four favorite movie of all time is. Your four favorite movie of all time. So I'm, I'm, I've got the year, but I'm not going to give it to you first. We're going to start... Uh, so in 2017... Brian Cranston uh, starred in a you know theater version of this movie in 2017. That's your first clue. Does that help you? Yeah. So, uh, so he, he a play. He did a basically a play of this movie. Correct. In 2017, and then I mean it went into 2018, I think. But yes. Okay. It, can I can I make a guess or is sure. it? Sure. Is it Glenn Gary Glenn Ross? It is not Glenn Gary oh, Glenn okay. Ross. Alright. <laughs> it would have been a weird I wouldn't expect that to be one of your favorite movies. No, it isn't. I like Glenn Gary Glenn Ross quite a bit, but no, it's not one of okay. my five favorite movies of all time. So uh, about the person that wrote it, uh, this is Aaron Sokin Aaron Sorkin said this about the person that wrote this movie. No predictor of the future, not even George Orwell, has ever been as right as this person was when he wrote this movie. So that's clue number two. Does that help you at all? Citizen Kane? No, not Citizen Kane. Not about Orson Welles. Um, Okay. That'll remove a few movies, I suppose. But no, not not about that. All right. 
Who number three? We're gonna give you the year now. 1976. Hmm. Is it network? You got it. Okay. That's right. I was gonna just start quoting the movie. We we're gonna be my fourth and fifth. Yeah. If you didn't get there. Is that uh who who's the who's the screenwriter? Patty Trieste. Patty Trieste. Yeah. Quentin Tarantino, I think, has said he thought he's maybe one of the one of, if not the greatest screenwriters ever. Uh, All right. I, I would network. agree at least about I'm this mad, particular. I'm mad as hell, and I'm not going to take have it. Have you anymore. seen it before? I I think I have. It's been a really long time, and I don't really remember it. So I, I this is actually exciting for me to to watch. This. I, it will be as if I've never seen it before. I mean, I've seen clips of it. I kind sure. of remember the plot. Um. Faye Dunaway is in it, right? Isn't doesn't she, she is, play yeah. kind of the lead reporter? Yeah. yeah, no, no. This is exciting. I'm excited to to watch this and really give it my attention. And oh, I know, yeah, I know, good. we've talked about how much you like this movie before. So sounds good. I, I hope you don't hate it. It's an old movie. I hope it doesn't bring you misery, but we'll see. I'm not. I'll be curious to hear what your thoughts are. Um, no, I'm excited. Right. Network. Right. We'll talk about network next week. Okay. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Take it easy. Take her easy. Let that be easy, easy, easy.